Hello. How are you doing, Miss Lady? <clears throat> oh, I'm fine. It's been a fucking Monday. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds like a goddamn lie. I feel like there's so much <laughs> to uh, get off your spirit. And um, let, let me start off by saying thanks for doing this. I haven't uh, oh, ever yeah, really of course. Uh, talked with you for quite some time. I mean, we haven't done a show together in quite some time as well. Well, I haven't really been doing any shows, so... Really? When's the last time you did a show? Um, I've just done a couple open mics since I've been vaccinated or whatever. <laughs> you don't, you don't uh, talk too happy about it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a lot of fun. No, I've been having a lot of fun. Uh, uh, but no, I've been getting up and crushing. Like, I, not to like, not like a humble brag, but I've been having a lot of fun and uh, got right back into it. I guess it just feels pretty natural and i kind of thought it was gonna be i don't know i thought i was gonna bomb i thought i was gonna bomb really hard (laughs) but uh (laughs) there's so much that i want to explore there but before we get too far along um welcome to the podcast what uh tell everybody who you are that so I, I have so many guests now. Like I, I didn't want to have guests, but people made me have guests, and they're like, "We don't want to fucking just listen <laughs> to you, Dede." And so I've been having guests, and I start. I sat down for the first time not too long ago, and I wrote a list of people that I would actually want to talk to because I feel like that's what podcast should be. Well, I, I take that back. That's what podcasting is for me. It's about who I want to talk right. to. And you're one of those people, and yeah. I, I love our, uh, how we met, you know, as far as me coming back to Iowa and, and you know, our early on relationship and just working together. So who are you? And then uh, we'll we'll explore some of the things you just said in just a minute. I'm 31-year-old Iowan. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've been doing stand-up for like seven years or something like that. Um, and I've been in nursing for like the last 11 years as a profession. So, really? yeah. So like if I'm around you and I choke or something, you got me. I'm going to save your life. I mean, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to maybe. I mean, it depends on how you treated me that day. But no, yeah, I'm definitely going to attempt to save your life. I love that. I love that. We'll, be, we'll do some stitches, whatever, you know, whatever happens. I, I pretty much got you. We'll be all right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to I'm going to try to eat Hopefully. fast when I'm around you. <laughs> see what happens. Um so no, let's go back. <laughs> so you you you're you're hitting some open mics. You're crushing it and this is not necessarily a surprise to you, but this is like if you still got it. Like we're like when you like are you do you still get nervous? No, not I mean not really. I mean like technically, you know, you've been to the Octopus monthly open mic it's really kind of more of a showcase than an open mic, just the way the room is and, and the crowd or whatever. But it's not like your standard open mic, in my opinion. But anyways, to me, no, I don't really get nervous at all. But there is just kind of like a I'm actually, you know, I'm running new material 90 percent of the time. So, you know, there's always that. Well, is this going to work or not? Kind of feeling, I guess. And just uh, it's almost like anticipation just see to see how it's going to turn out, I guess. <laughs> I mean, some, sometimes I have a little too much liquor in me or something, you know, things get a little weird and I have to like watch the tape back to even know what happened and it can just get bad once in a while. But uh, I 
honestly, like as far as like anxiety before shows and stuff, I feel like not at all compared to like when I started doing comedy, you know, like pretty confident in my ability to get on stage and bring an energy that people just enjoy. I don't really get nervous about shows so much anymore. I used to be one of those people that probably had to have like four or five drinks before I went on stage or whatever. Four or five? Like now, now I can do, sh- no, maybe not four or five, but at least three, you know, probably three. <laughs> Okay. I'm a lush. I'm from Iowa. It's a <laughs> problem. Yeah, I, I had a show uh, this weekend and I drank quite a lot, but I wasn't I wasn't like drunk at all. And I don't know if it's because I've been performing lately more and drinking more or my tolerance or something, but yeah, I need I need more than five or six now. <laughs> I don't have to feel as guilty now, but uh <laughs> yeah, that's probably an Iowa thing. It's gotta be an Iowa thing. <laughs> But no, yeah, I, but yeah, now now it's like I, I a lot of shows I just perform sober. It, the whole post COVID thing, I think it was just like that very first show getting back up. I was I was pretty anxious about because, like I said, I was like, I wasn't really sure if I still mentally just had the chops to like be an entertainer. I guess I don't know. I've been focused a lot on my mental health because it's been <laughs> kind of all over the place. To be honest, there's been a lot of fucked up shit happening. Can I say that? You can say as many fucks as you want. Right. Call the episode I, fuck. I'm trying to give less fucks, but I say a lot of it. You you you're 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 talking about a lot of things that I I want to I want to touch on. So absolutely, the whole mental health is so underrated. And 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 you would think we would start to like I guess be more uh, accepting about it, but with um the Simone thing where where she was like, hey, I don't want to perform. Uh, I'm not going to perform. You know, I'm doing this for my mental health. And like America was like, you got to perform. It's you Olympian. And like, no, I don't want to fucking do flips for your entertainment. I got some shit that I need to work through. Um, you would think we we would be more uh, accepting and understanding about what's going on with you. And and this is what I, I dealt with within the last year. Or one of the things was as it pertains to mental health. I really miss getting on stage like like performing for me has been one of those things that has leveled things out that 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 i need and and that i miss the most what are things that that you do to take care of liberty or or you know level things out for you not being able to get on stage was a huge uh, a huge negative in my life and i i mean there are many times i would just like honestly break down crying and just be like man i miss the stage i miss uh people you know but uh just, I guess to combat that, I, I I had started a podcast with a friend of mine and we're not currently still doing the podcast. But for me, it was, you know, a little bit of an outlet in some sense of a way. Um, I do a lot of creative stuff. I'm kind of weird and uh, <laughs> I like to paint and design and uh, work on projects around my house. I, bu- I bought a house uh, last May, so... You know, doing stuff like that and doing a lot of gardening. That's 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 I'm phenomenal. Single. Congratulations! You know, I'm single, by I got way. no kids. I'm single. I got no kids. I just uh, it's just me and the dog. I don't know. It was just like I want to have some more <laughs> life around me. I guess because I feel like I'm fucking dying. Like I yeah. literally just feel like every fiber of me is like dying. And, and to clarify, you're in Cedar Falls. I am. I'm in Cedar Falls. And if you can explain that, like, there's not. First of all, there's not that many places to perform and then um, paint the picture of the comedy scene currently in Cedar Falls and 
maybe at its highest point? Um, well, I was definitely a part of it. I would, I guess I would say in the quote unquote hype of its time, but <laughs> maybe just quantity wise, not quality wise. Essentially where it's at right now is there's, you know, I mean, there's some gigs and stuff going on and a couple different spots in my area locally and stuff monthly or so. And I mean, I was a small state, so to travel to really any of the open mics, it's less than two hours drive, you know, so it's really not that big of a deal. But like as far as the local comedy scene right now, there's like I said, there's like kind of a home base staple monthly show at the Octopus. It's the third Wednesday of every month on College Hill. And that show is basically it's always standing room only, you know, it's, tech, oh, wow. it's an open mic. Anyone can come to it. Um, it's an open mic. It's recorded. Alex records it for you, uh, videotape and everything. So it's kind of a good uh, home base for me, I guess. And it's kind of where my heart is uh, in a lot of the sense that, you know, these are comics that most of them I've known since essentially they started or they've known me since I started, you know. So it's, you know, I wouldn't say that they're like my tightest homies in comedy or anything, but like I love, admire and care about all of them as humans, you know. It's my home base. And, and like I said, it's good for that because it's a it's always a packed room. You get a tape out of it. So every month you can pick through your stuff. It's just a good little jumping off place when it, it's minimal effort for the comic. It's a great room, great lighting, great audio. You get a tape out of it. I mean, what more can you ask for? That's kind of the little thing. I, You know, at one point in time, my ex and I were probably running, I don't know, five or six monthly shows in the area. And uh, we broke up and that kind of just all fell apart, to be honest. Uh, do I miss gigging that hard or running that many shows all the time? To be honest, not really, because I was doing the vast majority of the work and <laughs> making nothing off of it. Uh-huh. So... Uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm not pissed off that I'm not as busy as I formerly was as far as producing. And when your mental health isn't great, it's like hard to want to do that kind of stuff too. So, so what, what are things that you like to do for you? Uh, I like to go to the Waterloo Bucks baseball game. <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. She, she has a t-shirt on for those who don't, don't, uh, I literally, yeah, see, I li oh, oh yeah. Cause, oh is this only going to be audio and not Yeah, I video? should have mentioned that. It's, I just take okay, the audio. Cool. But, I cool. mean, you look great and you can definitely <laughs> pull your hair I back and show of... your chest more if you, hmm. if you like. I don't up. know. Whatever. I don't look great. So I'm glad this is just going to be audio. Because <laughs> now everyone can just stare at my hot Facebook pics and not worry about what I look like on this video. <laughs> but yes, I, I happen to be wearing a Waterloo Bucks uh, t-shirt. I like going to the Bucks games. Um, I like camping kayaking anything outdoors and big into hiking and stuff like that and um music i love live music so i i go dancing um i'm going to hinterland this weekend probably a fucking super spreader probably a bad idea but i'm vaccinated <laughs> my sister bought me tickets for my birthday and we're going together and i'm just like well fuck it at this point we'll just mask up and um, lice all people in the face when they get too close. Yeah, it, it seems like that's where we're headed. We're headed back to, to masking up and we're not particularly yep. out of the woods yet. So as I've, as I've been saying for over a year, just be smart and safe with, with whatever you end up doing. All right, going back to seven years, what has surprised you the most about yourself? Like what's something that you've learned about yourself in the last seven years that that you maybe wouldn't have found out if you didn't 
start telling jokes? Uh, I guess like I've been a performer my whole life and done like a lot of comedies as far as like theater and stuff like that. And so I always knew that I had like the potential to make people laugh. But I guess I never really understood like how much my original content um, people could relate with, I guess, or like Ooh, connect okay. with and enjoy. That's kind of been the most interesting thing because I always looked at myself like as being this super weird person that never fit in anywhere with any group, like honestly. Um, but like miraculous things tend to happen to me. Like somehow I was elected this president of my class like my senior year of high school and i was like what the fuck i'm cool now like i don't know weird <laughs> shit happens you know that's pretty that's pretty <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I was, but yeah I, I, I don't know i wasn't popular at all in high school in fact um i hated neither high school. was i i was weird i could not wait to leave high school and i don't know i think people liked that about me i don't know they liked that <laughs> I had a I don't give a fuck about you attitude. Fair enough. And I'm still like that. So um let's go back a couple of years I don't know. and let's talk about how we met each other. To give you credit, running rooms or producing shows is not an easy thing to do. Like 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 for me, the most stressful part of this business is producing a comedy show. And you had yeah, several. Absolutely. <laughs> like like at a time when I moved here and I, I tried to get an idea of what, what Iowa comedy was because my first year I did not care for Iowa nor have any confidence or belief that this was something that not only I wanted to be a part of, but that like it was going anywhere. It, it just, I felt like I kept running into like the same comic or I'm not, I'm not talking about the same actual comedian. I mean like different people like they they seem to all be in the same bucket of like this Iowa comedian type and so just going to all these different places where I was like all right fuck Iowa <laughs> you know let me do a bunch of stuff in Minnesota so we we kind of right. met through chat and you were just like super willing to help um is that just your character was it something about me where you're like I'm gonna fuck with this guy, or is that something no. you've just been doing? You've just been like, hey, let me help people <laughs> along the way. Uh, that's just who I am as a person. And uh, I was at the phase in my comedy too, where I was fairly early in and wanting to make connections with people, um, which I, I still am all about. Like, I, I want to support anybody in any capacity that I can support them in. I truly and humbly believe that there's room for all of us at the table. And that there's a hunger for comedy here and everywhere throughout the world that is honestly almost insatiable. Like, people love comedy. I love comedy. And I think that's kind of weird for some comics because I don't think a lot of them love comedy, like, as genuinely as I do. Because I go to a lot of mics and comics will sit there and either not even listen to the other comics or... They'll like listen and then almost like be pissed off sometimes at like being forced <laughs> to listen to other comics. And to me, it's like I fucking live for that shit. Like I love to laugh. And even though, you know, Iowa, I, I've I've struggled with some of the same stuff you were talking about, feeling like um, there's a lot of the same type of comic or they tell the same type of jokes or, you know, they're. Uh, I mean, and that kind of comes with the territory too, as far as like diversity and everything. 
But uh, so I guess I seek out, I do seek out like unique people or people that stick out to me in some sort of way. So yeah, you did. You definitely stuck out to me because it was like, oh, he's coming in from Phoenix and he's got all this experience. And then I, uh, I don't know if I like saw you perform or you know whatever. You just it just kind of came across a grapevine and I started uh, following you or whatever. And I think you hit me up just like asking me about, hey, what's up with the Iowa scene? Blah blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, to me, that was fucking dope because. A lot of people just will ignore you, you know. So yeah, no, that that was exactly. I, I guess it <laughs> that was and, exactly and like the issue. Our friendship or whatever. I feel like was just it was organic. I feel like it was just organic when I met you and everything. I've always just really liked your spirit and your energy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we I'm we had big a... into that uh, hippy dippy shit. <laughs> yeah, we had a we had an inbox conversation uh, not too long ago, and uh, we don't have to go into it, but. There, there's a sense of loyalty that I have to you just because of that. Um, yeah, no, that was exactly the case. I had moved here and I was trying to get into comedy and I had messaged a bunch of people. One of the people I did message was Dante Powell, who me and him recently talked about it because uh, we were just having uh, dinner and we were talking about grievances. Like, uh, you know, I have issues with this. I have issues with that. And right. one of the things was, hey, do you guys have, have you have you or have you ever had issues with me, you know, specifically? And uh, I was like, yeah, I have one. <laughs> when I moved here, Dante, I was like, hey, what's going on in the comedy scene? And you were like, nigga, f- figure it out. Like you didn't you didn't give me anything. Um, but the the thing that I didn't know about at the time, Dante was going through this black ball thing with with the Iowa comedians he was feeling like he was receiving a lot of success outside of Iowa and the bookers and the people the powers that be weren't really giving him his flowers so he felt like he wasn't in a position to give me any information when he was dealing with shit and I think that's like mind-blowing because that's information that had I known I would have been like this is this makes sense. You were out of everybody, the only person that literally not only responded um, the way you did, but was just so helpful. So that's that's why uh, I fuck with you. <laughs> you know, so like because uh, you could easily be like, you know, figure that shit out, or you could have been like, you know, send send me a tape. You know, what I'm saying? like I had open oh, mics tell me to send them a tape. I'm like, what what? I don't have the messages anymore, but you were like, hey, reach out to this person. These people are someone to talk to. And I was like, thank you. So um, uh, I love yeah. you and I fuck with you because of that. So um, well, just shout I, out to Liberty. <laughs> you know I, appreciate, I appreciate that you fuck with me, man. I mean, like, isn't that really what it's about, though? It's supposed to be about uh, building connections, relationships and friendships, networking and uh, trying to produce and be a part of the best shows and the best scene you know i don't want to fucking be on shows with people who suck i want to put on shows that people are kicking ass you know i want the competition i don't want to some people do like sandbag and put people who aren't that great on their shows like i think the competition is healthy and you know i want to perform amongst the best and um 
But I think, you know, like I said, there's there's a table big enough for everybody to eat. And I think some people get greedy a little bit. But I've always been the kind of person that I'm just going to be me and I'm a genuine and helpful person. So I understand the business. You 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 book people based off of your relationship. And I also understand uh, butts uh, in seats like you. You book people who have either a large following or the ability to get people out to shows. But the idea that someone's like, I'm a shitty comic. I'm going to book even more shittier comics so I can look better. Like, that's like a new level that I am just not familiar with. I've I, I've seen I think it I before. I just said that the wrong way. But no, no, no. I, I've, I've seen a little bit of that myself. I've, I've, I've seen comics that aren't that great be afraid slash intimidated to book, you know, greater comics. And that's that's something that I've seen in like Arizona. Um, but, <laughs> but to be like, I'm not that great. And I don't want anybody to upstage me. So like that, that's like, that's a new level for me. So no, I think it's more like they think they are great. I don't know. Ooh, I don't ooh. know. I'm just, like I said, I'm a little stoned here, but no, that's okay. <laughs> I feel like it's the, we're not uh, naming any names, so it's fine, but no, no, I don't, I don't even, uh, you know what? Like I, I've I've had my fair share of comedy beef, and to a point where I'm okay if I never have any more comedy beef, because a mm-hmm. it's it's um it's never worth it. Like I've never had a single comedy beef, and it was like worth it, except for when it was involving money, because that's different. Because mm-hmm. I think other other beef is like jealousy you know 98% of the time but when it's dealing with Mm -hmm. like you know bills and how do I pay this that's that's a that's a business uh dispute but I I don't have one comedy beef where I'm like this was all worth it let's do it again it was just being stupid or hot-headed or uh in the moment I mean did, did you do you have any did you have any comedy beef in your seven years do you beef with more men comics or women comics or you know is it is it like if you're not in the cedar uh, falls area i beef with you like did you experience that oh no, no i no i don't really have any beef with anybody or anything um i mean i have comics that i won't book just because i don't you know like their character or how they <laughs> acted around me and stuff like that but i wouldn't consider that beef I genuinely, I, I think I'm a pretty damn friendly person, so I feel like most people get along with me fairly well. I don't know. I don't really beef with anyone. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, please email me. me and let me know if you have comedy beef with me. That's insane to yeah, me. Yeah, I know. It's insane to me, too. I can't imagine anybody having a legitimate beef with you. I, again, this is just from my life perspective, but I, I know they happen all the time and kind of to what you were saying sometimes it happens without your participation somebody will just start having beef with you for for whatever reason um so this is the end this is the end of uh my season three and one of the things i wanted to dig deep into is talking about love and loss um and it can be however you define either one of those two but tell me something that you love 
and tell me something that you lost. Uh, something that I loved and lost, or mm-hmm. two two separate items. They can be separate. They can be together. They can be on top of each other. They can be a three way. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever you want My to sex define life. it. Life. <laughs> yeah. Um, that too. I mean, fuck COVID, man, and fucking everything up. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh. Well, I don't know. Where do I begin? I feel like uh, life is a series of love and lo- and losing, losing, loving, and then losing. Um, whether it be you know a pet or a friend or many friends, um, you know I lost people to overdoses, suicide, um, COVID, heart attack, uh, car accident. Uh, you name it. I lost 13 people I loved in 2020. Um, and we're speaking about death. We're not just talking about, you know, oh, we're beef and we're not friends anymore. Um, I've lost a lot. I I feel like, uh, like I said, <laughs> I've already feel like I touched on this because, like I said, I felt like through like the whole pandemic or like just and, and through beyond like we were talking about the social social climate and everything um i've been experiencing like major death but i'm now starting to more try and look at it as like um more of meta metamorphosis like i'm in the caterpillar stage where i'm just um eating it up and dealing with it i guess and uh you know i'm making I feel like making personal progress as far as like my mental health and stuff. But um, the hardest loss I had in the last year was losing my grandmother to COVID in May. And uh, she was uh, my best friend, one of my best friends. And she was the reason I got into nursing. And um, she loved, she loved me. She loved everything about me. She was the only family member of mine that ever supported my tattooing. She's supported me through, you know, everything I've ever done. When I was in trouble with the law and everything, she had my back. You know, <laughs> I mean, she's a writer. She's a writer. <laughs> and so uh, losing my grandma to COVID was really hard on me because it was something that was, you know, obviously just so out of my control. And uh, she was so full of life still. So, um yeah, I, I just wasn't really prepared to lose my last living grandparent at 29 and my closest grandparent. Mm. And that hurts, you know, like, I don't know how close you are with your grandma, but like, dude, my Grammy, she's my, she was my everything. So um, I guess that's the main thing uh, I've been dealing with as far as like true, um, definite love and loss. Um, as like romantically, you know, I've lost every man I ever had. So that's like not a shock. It doesn't come <laughs> as a shock to me anymore. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. For a while, well. I thought it was me. For a while, I thought it was me. I was like, man, it must be me. You know, I'm, I must just suck. But um, uh, then I realized it's like I have to be self-aware enough to realize like who I am like as a woman and like my strength and like I I don't really know how to how to put it but I'm just like such a big person big personality big ideas big everything like nothing I do is uh I I don't want to say simple because I I am kind of a simple person at the end of the day but 
I'm just extra. Mm. And I'm like, well, damn, if you're this kind of person, like it's going to take a really specific type of human to deal with that. And um, so I'm kind of just like, yeah, I, I think there's probably somebody out there for me somewhere, but like I'm in fucking Iowa, so I might not be <laughs> finding for, <laughs> for a minute. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, um, it, as much as I hate Iowa, I I met my wife here, so um, right. It's not the worst place uh, to be. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I'm not even. I shouldn't have even say that. That's just really a joke, more than anything. But um, I really do think that that's what it comes down to. Like at first, I was like, "Man, you just you just must suck, Liberty. Like you must be a crappy partner." And then I'm like, "No, you're not a crappy partner. You're a great partner." Just takes a whole hell of a lot of man to handle this whole hell of a lot of yes yes or woman we'll see you know (laughs) i swing both ways so you know get it get it where you can get it baby i have hella options (laughs) i have hella options holla at me if you like this podcast like i'm down you know let's hang let's let's find out if you're the one (laughs) we're just gonna turn into a dating uh app what uh (laughs) What makes what Why makes not? <laughs> what makes Liberty Bell laugh? Like, what uh, do you have a favorite comedian? Do you have a, a favorite genre of of, of comedy? Like, oh, what, what makes you God. laugh? Everything. I think. Oh man, I don't know. I like to make fun of uh, myself a lot, but like just random situations. But I think the funniest stuff is just like life stories. It's like people people telling the stories of their lives and it's like no way in hell did that actually happen to you um (laughs) i guess it's yeah making humor making humor out of the weirdest case scenarios that we all go through and no i absolutely do not have a favorite comic because i literally can watch watch almost anybody stand up i truly love comedy like i really enjoy it i honestly love it even more than performing myself like i constantly will go to shows just to support it because i fucking love it you know thing that i've laughed the most at recently was um my sister sent me all of these memes that she had made about my ex-husband while we were still (laughs) dating and then engaged and before we were married and i had like no knowledge that my sister hated this man before i married him which by the way sister fuck you for not saying something because you're my best fucking friend but whatever anyways um so she sent me all these memes that she had made about this person and uh they were pretty good but then like we got onto like a next tier new meme making <laughs> extravaganza. <laughs> and uh, my grandmother, I probably should not say this on your podcast as it might come back to him, but whatever, fuck it. Um, my grandmother once looked at me and my sister, and this was after me and this person had broken up. And she was like, well, long story, I'll, I got to tell this part for context too. Like, my ex had like a heart condition that was supposed to be terminal. Anyway, so my grandmother, who's like the <laughs> nicest person on the planet, one day turns to me and my sister and she said, why did blankety blank never die? <laughs> and it was just like, <laughs> world's worst thing your grandma could say about this person grandmother. that you had loved and married and lost. 
Yeah. I love so your Grammy says that. And anyways, so <laughs> my sister made this meme and you know uh it's like those Bernie Sanders memes that he says and I am once again saying uh-huh. such and such and such, you know. So he Summer made the meme but replaced Bernie's head with my dead grandmother's head. <laughs> and the wow. meme said, I am once again saying, why did blankety blank never die? <laughs> and honestly, I, I laughed until I literally peed a little bit. Like I had to physically get up and go to the bathroom because I was going to wet my pants. And I, and simultaneously, I'm FaceTiming my sister with my reaction because I'm like, <laughs> if I die right now, somebody needs to see this, you know, like, um, oh my goodness, that so is... I guess that's the funniest thing that's happened to me in the last month. I've never that's... been more glad to see my dead grandmother as a meme. Um, <laughs> it was weird, but it was great. I love, I love everything Any, about anyways, this Anyways, since you know this person... I will be sending you the memes after this. So oh my goodness! Obviously, because they're so great. great. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, you know, not not to. There's go, like literally forty. <laughs> not to go way back, you know, and 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 a time machine, but uh, me and that person didn't have a, a a great end to our working relationship, and it was really just a simple like. Right kind of what you were saying like it's just certain people you just don't want to book or work with for right. me it, it's kind of like after a couple of th- there are some there are some really funny people that i refuse to book with uh or mm-hmm. book because of their professionalism like you can be super funny but if you're late or if you run the light like if you do these things that matter to the overall success of the show i'd rather go right. with someone else that understands those things so when it comes to business, yeah. if we're going to work together, you know, and, and we sort of live in a, we sort of live in a genre where there's not always contracts. There's not always like, you know, it's, it's, it's handshaking, it's Facebook messaging. And it's like, this is right. what I'm holding you to it. When, when, when there's like a, I don't want to say trust because that that's, that's, that's a hard, that you can work around that when there's like a, I guess I just don't believe you. I don't know what that would be like. Not to say you're a liar, but like, like when you just, I, I don't believe what, what someone is saying to me. I don't know what you would call that. That When you get put in that category, like you can tell me that the sky is blue. And I'm like, no, I don't fucking believe it because it's coming from you. And and that individual got put in that category of, um, I don't believe a word this person says. I don't, uh, I don't. Uh, <laughs> well, good idea. <laughs> Like, I don't even want to, honestly, I don't even want to talk about it, but like, I don't want to talk about him at all, but I had to bring it up because he (laughs) asked me what the funniest thing that's happened to me lately. I should also mention that he came to my last show, which was fucking weird. Whoa, that's, that's weird. That's weird. He might, he might listen to this. He definitely will. And I was like. I uh, saw him like right before I went up and I was like all amped. And then I was like, I was also like kind of litty. This was like a weird scenario because I was there before every other comic waiting to sign up because I wanted to sign up like first or second because I had a bunch of friends that were there that kind of wanted to get out, like leave a little bit earlier because they had to work early in the morning and stuff. 
So I'm sitting there and as soon as the list gets put down, literally everybody signs up before me. I pull the first slot I can take, which is number seven. And then next thing you know, my friends are all buying me shots. And so this is like one of the <laughs> nights where I definitely got tuned up before I went on stage, which usually, you know, I keep it pretty. I mean, at least keep it together, but I won't lie to you. I was barely sloppy. <laughs> and I like walk to the back of the room as the person who's up before me goes on to see my ex-husband just sitting there. I'm just like, oh, fucking hell. What the fuck? He's just here stalking me at my show now. And so I order another drink and I like get go up on stage and I'm just like a little bit rattled beforehand. But it took everything in my power not to just roast the living shit out of him. And <laughs> I'm, dude, I just got to give myself a pat on the back for that because it was fucking weird. I, I thought he would be there trying to hand Man. you flyers or something. I don't know. <laughs> you guys need some lighters. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, that's uh. Yeah, we can there what? <laughs> need some lighters. Yeah, he was all the lighters <laughs> that I bought for him. Anyways, yeah, yeah. I really don't. You know, like I, somebody beef it's with him. I guess. <laughs> yeah. ex, but, I think. I think uh, it's fair it's to say really everybody beef. is beefing it's just with like, their ex. I just ex. don't want to be around him. I got you. Yeah, no, I, I think it's safe to say <laughs> if anybody has beef, it's it's their, yeah, their ex-significant I mean, other in some facet. Definitely wishing him well and the best of luck in his <laughs> life that doesn't involve me being in it. So Yeah, you know, you're you're a better you're a better person than I am because you, you made a comment about And don't show up to my fucking shows, weirdo. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Show up to my shows, it's fine. Yeah, uh, no, you, you, you're a better person than I because you made a comment about <laughs> there being enough uh, seats at the table, and I don't, I don't I believe in that concept know. anymore. I'm being I, pretty, pretty bad person right now. No, you're just having fun. No, I, I feel like for me, there's only certain people that I want at the table now, and that's not like that doesn't mean it's still not big enough for a lot of people, but there's just way too shit. Like there's way too many shitty people, um, aka comics, aka people attached in a part of this business that that i don't want at the table i don't want to see them uh succeed in the same way i don't i'm not rooting for them i'm 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 not i'm not an underdog story like i'm not like only rooting for the people that i think have the most obstacles to overcome but i'm definitely rooting for the people that contribute to comedy in the in the right way in the best way possible in the most you know authentic genuine way all this shortcut the you know stealing like the the jankiness the the conniving the back like all of that shit no go find another table in fact all the backstabbers and all you guys mm -hmm. you sit at the same table <laughs> you you guys have that table uh, so we'll, we'll end it with. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree. Fuck, I mean, fuck all that. Fuck people who aren't authentic. You know, get a get a get a freaking grip. You're gonna steal <laughs> people's jokes. Or you're gonna steal people's rooms. You're gonna do shysty stuff. I don't well, know. Uh, I try so and I try and focus on the positive. But you don't have to have everybody sit at the table and eat with you. But they can get their own slice of the pie from somebody else. I don't know. Nah, I hope they choke, and I hope you don't save them. <laughs> like this, this is what I hope. <laughs> I hope you let them uh, figure it out. Um, so, so the I, I, I'm ending each podcast with uh, you can ask me a question, any question that you want. 
I guess I just want to know how you've been. I mean, I'm sitting over here talking about all my shit, but what's on the table for day? What what are your what's your goal and expectation coming out of this um last year or like what what did 2020 into 2021 make you realize? Um I guess in terms of you know, what you learned and what you are taking from it and where you're trying to go with what you learned. Does uh, that make sense? Oh, absolutely. The the number one thing that I I learned that I see a lot that is just absolutely true. I think last year was a huge reminder. We all know this, but it was a reminder that you just can't take things for granted. And, you know, we do it and we still will do it, but hopefully we have a little bit of a, a, a better reminder. We can always point to 2020 and say, Hey, uh, as far as comedy, that shit can get shut down. Um, don't fuck around on the stage, like, right. Have goals, work toward them. Because for me, I felt like 2020 had the most promise for, for comedy in my career than ever before. I had just recorded my, my first comedy album. I, I was just on cloud nine. I had some shit like in the works. I was, I was traveling to new States and it just got, it, it got knocked off. So 2021 is a bounce back year. I think it's a opportunity to mm-hmm. just realign and get back uh, focused on the things that you didn't get to last year. 2020, I was able to develop some new, you know, like skills. And uh, I was able to sort of put other parts of my business, I guess, or my brand to use that I, I wasn't. And I, I'm very grateful for that. Um, but the goal, the, the big goal is I'm working toward my second album. Um, I learned so much about putting it out independently. There was a lot of success, but there was so much failure. <laughs> there were so many things I wish I should have did. And um, the game plan is is to become a stronger comedian with and without material and work toward my second comedy album. And as I said before, if I got to put it out again independently, I have a greater plan on how to do that. Or if uh, a record label or something wants to pick it up, I think it would be strong enough for uh, people to be interested in, in being a part of that. So that is, I guess, the that's what that's what's at the top of the chart is a uh, album number two. Thank you. Great. Hell question. yeah! <laughs> I'm all about it. Yeah, uh, it, it was it was really good talking to you. I I feel like. Uh, I feel like podcasts are no podcasts. Let's just plan a chit chat or catch up or check on each other's mental health uh, more <laughs> before, yeah. uh, you know, another pandemic or another six to eight months or something go by and, and I don't hear from you. I will commit to that. And uh, let's let's put on a show. That's the, oh, you know what? Um, My my brewery show is coming back, which I am. Um, okay the most excited about because yeah, I love that room. It's a fun room that that's, that was, you know, how you talk about uh, like the octopus and your heart being there when it comes mm-hmm. to Mason city, Iowa, that yeah. was my, my octopus. So um, <laughs> that's coming back. And obviously if everything continues to be open and safe, 
Um, I love to have you make that trip again because you've made it a bunch of times. And uh, yeah, I love that show. I uh, I always appreciate it. So um, I guess the point is, I'll have a show again that I'll be booking, and I'm probably going to try to keep it to just that. I want to work more. Like I want to just work for hire. I don't. Yeah. You know, you I don't mind. I don't mind co-producing. I co-produced the show this weekend, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, was that the ladies' uh, take back? Yeah, it was a was ladies' takeover show where. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. It was it was just great to like, you know, have a younger new comic want to learn as much, and me just show her and help her, and uh, she did a phenomenal job, and it, it's great splitting. Well, the stress. More people need to mentor people. Yeah, it, it was it was great just splitting the the responsibilities and the stress of of producing the show and seeing it pay off and having her, you know, witness that success as yeah. well, so that she'll be inspired to to keep going. If it was up to me, um, for sure, I'm. I, that's great. Thank yeah, you if, for doing that. Yeah, no, thanks uh, for saying that. Yeah, if it was up, if it was up to me, I would only do the brewery show and uh my album like that though that would be enough for me i don't i'm not crazy about producing shows anymore i just i want i want i want people to pay me and yeah. i want to like show said, up and like make I people said laugh. earlier it's a lot of work so yeah yeah are I you uh, are you gonna I produce something you. that definitely takes 100 percent of the stress out of it <laughs> oh yeah i mean i definitely gotta get back to producing something that i i would like to do you know i'm gonna open up half cracked that's the name of my show, Half Crack Comedy Show, in some room, somewhere soon. I don't know where. I love that. I don't know how. I love that, but no, happen, just but putting it happen. out there. It's going to happen. I'm manifesting that for myself. Yes. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, it's so great talking uh, to meant you. meant a lot to me when you asked me, and I appreciate it. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I very much appreciate you. Thank you for doing it, and uh, I'll get it out uh next monday all right sounds good yeah. i can't wait to find out how long it takes my ex to hear all this shit i talked on him i'm gonna tag him in every post <laughs> 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 <All right>. oh. <laughs> I, acting like you don't have him blocked on social media i don't have him blocked anymore I, I, i'm I, just I, kidding i'm just kidding no unfriended, i get blocked like, let's get real i definitely blocked him that he was he's fucking ridiculous <laughs> but uh you know, again, you live and you learn, and then you realize, <laughs> like, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but like sometimes I have. You married the wrong man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, we're, not, we're ending it right oh, there. I, I can't. Man. There can't be any more after that. <laughs> Thank you, okay. everybody, for doing it. <laughs> I would talk to you soon. All right. <laughs> See you, day. Bye. <laughs>